and welcome to In My Mug episode 308 on Monday the 6th of October 2014. I am your host Stephen Layton. It is a pleasure to see you as always, but we must begin with the news. I've kept a format for this long. I must like doing the news. Um, it's a nice way to just share some things with you. Um, and this is something I'm very happy to share with you. So, happy birthday to me, happy birthday to me, in my muggy six, happy birthday to me. Today, the Monday, the sixth, uh, it was the date of the first in my mug ever going out back in the day. If you ever want to scare yourself of how much I do like this format compared to the old one, go back and watch that first one. Um, yeah, six, six years of my life talking to you, lot. I hope you appreciate it. Um, this week's coffee comes from El Limon in Guatemala, coffee that we had last year. Um, we also have the Pacamara from there too, uh, which uh, will be on the site this week, so uh, go check it out. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be near my mug or not, uh, but it is very, very delicious. Books and Tampers. Uh, two of my uh, good friends, uh, James Hoffman and uh, Matthew Perger, from, uh, from James, former UK barista champion and world barista champion, and Matt is a uh, former Australian barista champion, have gone into the world of making stuff. And we have lovely tampers uh, from Matthew, and we have a lovely, beautifully written, crafted book from James. Um, we have them on the site. You should definitely go buy them. The book is amazing. The tamper is very good too, but the book um, is something I've enjoyed a lot. And that was the news. Um, so we uh, should focus on, and today we're going to focus on Guatemala and kind of the origins of its coffee and kind of where it is a bit today. So time for focus on. So many believe that the Jesuits introduced coffee back in the 1750s, um, but there's a kind of history that there was some coffee there before in the record, so I don't know how, how true that is, but they certainly were the first people to plant it uh, in any kind of amount. It's really kind of 1871 that you can see that there was a big upturn. The president at the time uh, decided that uh, he should uh, make it the backbone of the economy. Um, they produce around about three million bags a year, um, and is very defined by regions. So, like they have San Marcos, way way to Nango, Atitlan, all these different kind of uh, regions. And this is because Ana Cafe, uh, the country's kind of coffee growing body, um, has set this in place, along with some really strict uh, cupping quality uh, guidelines, which means that Guatemalan coffee tends to be have a good basic standard. Even the commodity stuff tends to be very very good. Um, I do like their marketing, I do like the way that they've uh, regioned it. Interestingly, this week's coffee doesn't fall into one of those regions, so it's not perfect. Um, but you see them at trade shows a lot, and they always have a really nice stand, and they're always very friendly and lovely people. And I do like the Guatemalan coffee growing uh, uh, people. Um, <clears throat> so excuse me. So that should that's pretty much our focus on. We sh we should talk about the coffee. Um, so this uh, this is a coffee I found last year. It's our second year with us. Um, it's our second time that we've bought directly from Guatemala, um, and I I'm really pleased with the way that the relationship's been uh, been growing, growing with the grower. Uh, uh, this uh, is a coffee that a friend of mine has bought for a number of years, um, and they were very keen when I visited to go to go visit 
them. Um, it's located around about an hour's drive uh, from the east of Guatemala City. You can see the city from the farm though, um, in a small town uh, uh, called Palencia. Um, the farm situated around about 1600 metres above sea level uh, and is owned by uh, Beto. Uh, his real name is uh, Guadalupe Alberto Reyes. Uh, but everybody calls him Beto. And he used to be the mayor of Palencia um, and has helped develop the town and has also helped people kind of look to plant coffee and really make this a, a growing region. He's seen very much as a centre figure. Um, as I said, Palencia is not the uh, part of the eight regions of Ana Cafe, um, but it's in the place where I'm really excited to be buying coffee from. Um, it, it's a per this farm is also a really good example of what is happening uh, in this region. Um, I'd much rather buy from somewhere like uh, here, uh, San Patricio, than buy from somewhere like Huehuetenango, which is already established, has buyers, um, and, and is a big place. Um, the farm produces Katura, a Bourbon, um, and has some Pacamara, uh, very, very much experimental. Um, and that is pretty much Beto's motivation. Um, he loves to experiment, he loves to play, um, and uh, he loves to improve and take care of... <coughs> really have a tickly throat today. Um, so, um, yeah, he, he um, uh, really has been focusing on the process inside of it. Uh, they have a beautiful mill, which uh, lots of people from around the local area come and bring. Um, he runs it with his uh, wife, his son, um, and uh, also I think yeah, I met his brother when we were there. There's a very family, uh, family feel to the farm. Um, uh, and his son is actually studying agronomy at the local college so he can get better and help people within the region as well. Um, I, I, I really do think that this is a farm that is only going to get better year on year. We've definitely seen a development this year and when we come to tasting it you'll see I think there's been a little bit of a change in the flavours in there uh, than there was from uh, from from last year's. Uh, <clears throat> Beto allowed us to cup lots of different coffees and that's how we came together with this lot. We brought in quite a few different days pickings in to make up this big lot and it is a big lot. We've really got behind this coffee this year uh, and I hope that you enjoy it. Um, the varietal is Katura. Um, and it's a fully washed coffee, um, submerged underwater. They actually have submerged tanks, which is not so unusual for Guatemala, um, but uh, it was nice to see. A lot of people say washed and they kind of talk about scrubbers, which I think is a, a pump natural hybrid. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that um, the long term with this coffee is going to be great. Um, and I get that feeling just because I love hanging with Beto so the couple of times I've been he, he always invites me in for dinner um, he, 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 or, or breakfast last time it was actually but the time before I had a beautiful meal with him um, and he just very welcoming very warm and like it's, I've only met him twice and this time it was like I was a member of the family it was like everybody was really pleased to see me back um, oh it's cute it's cool it's cool um, and, and it's definitely one of those things that uh, I look forward to on my on my trips. Um, you know, he's one person that I can't wait to go and see again next year. Uh, we also had some photos um, that we put up on the site. So uh, if you uh, follow the link that's on the screen now, uh, which is go.hasbeen.co.uk forward slash flicker uh, flicker guat, um, that will take you uh, to uh, the flicker page uh, that we have. Um, so we should talk about the numbers. The farm is called uh, San Patricio, which is the area, El Limon, um, uh, Finca El Limon. Uh, the uh, producer's name is uh, Guadalupe Alberto Reyes, but we will call him Beto because 
we're friends. Um, the closest town is Palencia, uh, has an altitude of around about 1600 metres above sea level. Variety is Katora, and this is fully washed. Now, what I would like to do, I would like you to go and see the really, really, really cool map because I, yeah, I got some great coordinates for this one. What I say now is, look at me waving. Look at us go up. Let's go up, up, up and away. And um, we're going to go up and we're going to look at... Well, that was a bit different. Um, we're going to go up and we are going to go to our left. I'm not going to hold any suspense here whatsoever. We are going to Central America. Um, I'm happy about it. I hope you are because it's delicious coffee. Um, we are going to go and look at Central America. So we can see there we've got Guatemala, we've got Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama. But we're interested in Guatemala there. So let's go down to the to, to Guat and um, we can see that we have a fact for you. There are about 21 different original Mayan languages that are still spoken in Guatemala today. I, you may need that for a pub quiz at some point or uh, to bore a loved one. Um, but let's go down and this is a, an original area for us to be buying coffee from. It's the first time we've ever bought from here. Um, last year was the first time and... Um, Let's just have a quick look. So this is Beto's house. So that's looking at Palencia. You can see that in the distance. And that is the view you get from sitting at the table um, at, uh, at his house. And I've sat there and had dinner and just loved it. So we can see the lowest point is uh, Pacific Ocean. The highest point is uh, Trajmulco Volcano. I've probably pronounced that and ripped it apart. Um, but um, let's get a different, slightly different angle at it. So you see Guatemala City there. Um, Guatemala City, we've talked about with El Bosque, how the urban sprawl of the city has really reached out to the very edges. Um, you never used to be able to see Guatemala City from Palencia. Now you can. Um, it's, it's just crazy. That's how much that city just keeps growing and growing. And the planning laws are so lax and so open that it's eating up all of this farming land that's always been there. Um, you know, and has always been a, a part of Guatemala. So there you go, just whizzing around there. That's Guatemala City, you can see in the distance. And you really can see that clearly uh, from, from Beto's house. It's just unbelievable for the vistas. Um, it's a, a, one of the most beautiful places I've sat and uh, eaten amazing food. Have I mentioned Beto's amazing food? Because I keep going on about it, but he fed me twice. And the two times he fed me, I think he saved my life. When you're traveling and eating in restaurants and eating in terrible places, it just is having somebody there to kind of go, have some home-cooked food and looking after you and sitting on the, looking out at this beautiful, beautiful view. Um, really recharged my batteries for the second half of the trip. Um, so there we go. We're going to come down and just look at, that's Palencia that, where he was mayor. Um, that's kind of what he did. Uh, that's, everybody knows him in town. As we were driving around, people were bipping their horns and waving at him. And I don't think it was in an aggressive way. I think it was in a loving way. So that was the wonderful and a little bit longer than normal map bit. I love it when map bits are good. Um, yeah, very excited by that one. Um, so now we should go and listen to the wisdom of Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Guatemala is the 10th biggest producer of coffee in the world, producing around about 2.5% of the total production and around about 3 million bags.
he really does coffee ones. It's been a while since he's done coffee. Okay, I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to go and get some tasty, delicious drinks. I'm really looking forward to this one. And I'll be back with you in just a moment. Okay, so I'm back. Going to go straight into Mr. Espresso. This is all I have to stir with is a cupping spoon. And Gary sold it to me on the back of... I should tell everybody to look at our cupping guide, so putting the address for the cupping guide on there. I don't think it's a very tenuous link to use a cupping spoon to stir my espresso. Why do I stir the espresso, by the way? Somebody asked me about this. Really to mix it all up and get the crema really as... Like, crema on its own tastes horrible. Espresso on its own tastes not so good, but actually together, some of their parts make it taste delicious, so... The great thing about this is it's just sweet. It's sweet and smooth and creamy. And what I do like as well is that there's this like white grape acidity, which I really think comes through well in the espresso. Better in the espresso than it does in the brood. Um, mm, it's delicious. Okay, into the milk. Milk is good. It's not bad at all. Milk chocolate, that's pretty much all I'm getting. Everything else is disappearing in the background. Have you ever seen me go back for a second sip of a cappuccino? It's not something that happens a lot. Right, into the brood. So, um, I think Simon sent me this cup a while back. Thank you, Simon. So here, the white grape is much more, it's, it's much more muted. The sweetness is the dominant flavor. It really is about the milk chocolate. And I get just a little shoulder, it's only a shoulder, of orange peel. So like orange skin-like kind of pithy bitterness, but in a really good way, because bitterness, like as soon as I say bitterness, I panic then, because I don't mean, oh, it's bitter. Bitterness is a good thing. Like you think about hops, a little bit of hop, is really good, you know, sucking on a hop is not fun for anybody. But um, no, really interesting, really delicious, really lovely coffee, really lovely guy. I love Beto to bits. Uh, I can't wait to uh, to see him again next time I visit. Um, and it's a great coffee. You should definitely give the Pacamara a try. The Pacamara's along very similar lines, except it's got a little bit of kind of a, a cinnamon spice to it. So it's a very sweet spice um, along with that creaminess and the mouthfeel and all the rest of it so yes thank you very much for joining me as always and i don't care if other people say it because i said it first life is definitely too short for bad coffee <laughs>